Hello, my friends, and welcome to this week's New World Kirtan podcast. It's Tuesday, November 24th, 2015. I'm Kitsy Stern, and I produce this show as an act of love and service to our global Kirtan community. It's also my audio journal of a spiritual journey I've been on through the practice of singing and playing Kirtan. I just can't believe it's almost Thanksgiving. I feel like I just got back from a beautiful week in San Rafael visiting with my boys. It was a great trip. And now my son Jesse has gone to India for several months to study music. Some of you know him because he was my assistant at Bhakti Fest for several years, and this is where it has led him. He's having a great adventure, and our hearts are there with him. The 49-day chakra cleanse with Russell Paul is still going, and boy has it stirred up some stuff. Most of us who do spiritual work don't work much with the lower chakras. But those of us on this cleanse have found that there are negative samskaras that have accumulated there, and they must be released so they don't impede our spiritual development. And this can sometimes be unpleasant. Russell has a large online community, and it's a great support when you're going through the stuff that comes up. The lower chakras were a revelation, and we've moved through the heart chakra and the throat chakra, and now we're at the third eye chakra. We're getting our chakras all bright and shiny with this cleanse as a preparation for a course that's to come in the winter. This is, a, this is all part of the yoga mystery school, but Russell has a whole lot of courses you might find interesting, and they're separate from the yoga mystery school curriculum. It includes the Achieving Success with Mantras uh, course that I've been telling you about that uses the Ganesha mantra. And don't forget, New World Kirtan listeners receive a rebate on Russell Paul's courses if you tell him that you heard about it through New World Kirtan when you enroll. And he's also offering free Yoga of Sound webinars right now. They'll help you discover aspects of the yoga of sound and what it can do for you spiritually. He's doing them on Wednesday night. So you can find details on his website. We had a beautiful kirtan here last weekend with Mike Cohen and Johanna Beekman. Oh, it was such a great time. I filmed it. And once I get the okay, I'll run it on New World Kirtan's homepage. When the link is up, I'll let you know. Mike and Johanna also did a workshop called Kirtan 101. And I learned a lot. I just love bringing kirtan artists here to my hometown, and it has been so rewarding watching the kirtan community grow here. But I have to admit that pouring all this energy into our local kirtan scene has been taking time away from other things, including producing this podcast. This month has been especially busy. But I'm still here, and I have lots of shows in the pipeline and a surprise to announce in January. So hang in there. Our show this week features an interview with Vijay Krishna of the Kirtaniyas. Vijay is a rising star in the Kirtan movement, and I loved his stories of ashrams, Krishna, and Vrindavan. At the end, you'll have a real-life demonstration of the software losing a chunk of the interview, as it doesn't really finish. It has taken months, but I think I finally have it figured out. Our next one is in December with Sean Johnson of the Wild Lotus Band. I'm looking forward to that one. He's going to tell us all about Hanuman. I have a lot of new Kirtan CDs to listen to, so we'll have a new fresh track set coming up soon. And when I was in San Rafael, Jesse and I took a drive up the road to Ben Leinbach's studio in San Anselmo, where Jayutal was just starting on his new CD. We all had a really fun conversation, so that's coming up soon. I hope you all have a beautiful Thanksgiving, my friends. And until next time. 
Namaste. So today I'm really pleased to welcome Vijay Krishna of the Kirtaniyas. And uh, we had a wonderful talk last year at Bhakti Fest, and I, I'm so pleased to be able to continue it. Thank you for being here today, Vijay. Haribo, Kipsi. Haribo. <laughs> so last year when we talked, we talked about all kinds of stuff, but um, the thing that I found fascinating was you telling me what it was like to grow up in an ashram. Could you kind of let our listeners know a little bit about that? Yeah, it was... Um... The ashram, for the most part, was my home. My the, the format of my house was was quite like that. Um, I come from a big family, family of six kids, and um, I used to stay a lot of the ashrams in India. And when I was younger, in my teenage and pre-teenage years, going go uh, spend time in the local Krishna ashram in Birmingham, the Krishna Temple, and um, I was extremely attracted to it from a very young age. I remember. Um, being as young as five or six and knowing that Sunday evening would be going to the Krishna temple where they'd have kirtan and it was just the highlight of my week I looked forward to all the time especially when there were bigger festivals like the cart festival and um, yeah living in an living in an ashram house so to speak was uh, was quite interesting bringing you know the the, the general domestic household together with a, a you know a bit of a temple atmosphere where we had a exclusive temple room and all of our food stuff that we prepare three times a day would be taken to the temple room and first offered to the divine there. And, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a spiritual atmosphere at home. And I was very grateful for it and for having that, for having uh, something different to go home to from school, you know, I'd go to school and have my world there and come home to, to a spiritual household, so to speak. How wonderful. Do you keep in touch with were there were there many other children in the ashram with you? Um, well, it's, it's considering the ashram as our international community as such. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of youngsters that I've grown up with for the last you know twenty plus years. Um, part of the Krishna movement, mostly Krishna kids, and uh, we all have to some extent you know similar backgrounds. Some of us went to. Um, boarding school. I didn't go to boarding school, but uh, so is what he, none of our band members actually did, but some Krishna kids of our same age range went to boarding school and had a bit more of a, you know, a more intensified experience. Whereas at home um, with our parents, for at least uh, myself, it was a nice balance. I wasn't pushed into anything that I, I didn't want to do. In fact, I was quite encouraged to do uh, what, what my heart told me as such. And my natural attraction was always towards bhakti, kirtan, and, uh, and devotional activity. Hmm. Did your parents ever tell you how they were attracted, how they came to be attracted to the movie? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, my dad got into meditation with Maharishi, um, probably early 80s, probably 80, around 81. And I was doing TM for a while, chanting Om Namah Shivaya, and he started to feel some, definitely some tangible effects along the lines of uh, uh, extrasensory perception and stuff like that through chanting mantras. And um, around 82, he, he visited his first Hare Krishna temple, a big, a big ashram in uh, central England, and uh, hung out, kind of, you know, hung out with the Krishnas on and off for um, 10 years. And when I was quite young, he took more took more to it and um yeah we got the family got more into it hmm. for the most part my mother's my mother's 
has her own take on things. She's a bit of a universalist meets, you know, uh, Krishna, and she she has her own her own unique path. And I appreciate her very much too for guidance and keeping my mind open to things and keeping the dogma at the uh, door with my shoes, so to speak. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting to hear you refer to uh, to the kids that are your age that grew up in the movement as the Krishna kids. Uh, I mean, we uh, I'm I know of them because of the musicians that play in the bhakti yoga uh, bhakti yoga movement. And you're one, and the Mayapuris, correct, or another? Mm-hmm. Karnam is also of that. Gauravani is also of that tribe. Um, yeah, there's there's a, quite a few of us. The Gauravani and Karnamrita from a, an older batch, and uh, us and the Mayapuris a bit younger. How about Janavi Harrison? Did she- yes, she also is part of that. Her parents are um, nice devotees in England and have uh, been practicing for 30 plus years, 35 plus years. Oh, she has a track in this week's podcast. Her new CD is amazing. Okay, it's um, very sweet. Yeah, her voice is just, as a singer, I, I really key into voices and her voice. Oh, my goodness. It's just. Yeah. It's like yeah. cream. Yeah, it is. It's like cream infused with love. <laughs> what could be better than that, right? Um, anyway, but, you know, people my age, we kind of have a, a preconception of um, Hare Krishna. Well, because of the exposure that we had to it, we just really had no background to it at all. It was hard to understand and easy to mock. Um, and yeah. so uh, when we chant Hare Krishna, the Hare Krishna mantra, sometimes you need to get over that listening that you have for it, you know, or I guess that's Indeed. not the best word, but, you know, filter of Hare Krishna, because there's so much there. And I yeah. don't know a lot about Krishna consciousness. Um mm-hmm. Could you, I mean, I, obviously it would like take hours, but what, what is your conception of Krishna consciousness? How does that, how does that show up in your life? Krishna consciousness. Krishna, when I, when I hear Krishna consciousness or this term, term Krishna consciousness, I mean, it, it feels like, well, exactly as it suggests is, um, being conscious of Krishna, Krishna being the absolute object of attraction. Now, we have so many names for the divine. In the same way, all of the suns and the cultures of the world see the, see the sun. They have different names for the sun, but yet it's the same sun. So all these different, if, if, if there's a God, God must be omnipotent and must contain all, all array of qualities. And amongst all of those qualities, you know, the, the principle of attraction, the power of attraction, we know about the power of attraction. And the embodiment of that attraction is referred to as Krishna. The name Krishna literally means the reservoir of all, all loving mellows and attraction. So, yeah, um, I like what George, George Harrison said um, as far as this process is concerned. He kind of referred to it as, a, as rose-tinted sunglasses. Now, I was debating that with my, talking about that with my wife the other day, Sutterswati. And we're talking about the difference between it being like, you know, the inherent vision, the deepest, truest self and needs no sunglasses as such to, to, to understand the sweet divine that is Krishna, Radha and Krishna, the, the lover and beloved. But um, this, this, this sunglasses, this rose-tinted sunglasses things, thing I take to mean seeing the divine, the sweet will, 
everywhere mm. in every living entity and that actually, that actually everything consists of that absolute sweetness and that attraction you know when we when we when we move in such a way as to enhance that attraction and to serve that attraction then essentially we're in in you know the, this krishna consciousness the greatest most wonderful substantial way to connect with krishna consciousness is you know by singing uh, sweet praise to the to the names of the divine and when we sing hari krishna we're referring to both the the feminine energy of the divine radha ha re ha is a is evocative of calling ha like saying oh re is the shortened form of radha uh-huh. radha is the, the the goddess supreme or the the goddess of unconditional love so then we have Krishna. So Hare Krishna. Krishna here we refer to as the beloved, the recipient of that love, the, the male aspect of the divine. So Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, the first part of the mantra. The divine Radha and Krishna come together. There's union between the goddess and the god, the male and the female. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. They are separated. Separation makes the heart grow fonder. That which they experience in their separation is enhanced again when they come back together again. They come back together, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, the next part of the mantra. Now Krishna, this beloved God, the divine, has transformed. We're no longer referring to him as Krishna, but rather Ram. Ram is Krishna once he's pretty much surrendered to the loving will of Radha. So here we find that God himself has absolutely melted and surrendered to the sweet will of love and now has become Ram, which means charmed. Krishna, the divine himself, the infinite, has been completely charmed by Radha. So we we refer to him as Ram. So Hare Ram, Hare Ram, they come together again in a fresh new experience. Rama, Rama, Hare Hare, there's separation again. We must never leave Radha and Krishna separated, so we sing Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, union, Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Separation, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, union, Rama, Rama, Hare Hare, separation. In this way, when we're referring to the lover and the beloved in this way, it's, you can see the Hare Krishna Mahamantra is almost an expansion of Om, the, the wonderful Vedic beads that we all used to meditate. A U Ma. A refers to the beloved Krishna, the male aspect of the divine. U refers to the lover, the tendency to give unconditionally, that is Radha or Hare. And ma is the love that binds them. So here you find the lover, beloved, and love itself. It's expansive. Even though, even though the absolute love is, is, is infinite and contains everything, yet it's also expansive. It has the additional quality of being inconceivably expansive at the same time. So that's what the Mahamantra does. The Hare Krishna Mahamantra expands divine love. Hmm. Hari Guru Vaishnava Bhagavata Gita Jerupasana Tanabha 
Krishna Yadavai Namaha Yadavai Madavai Kishavai Namahari Haraya Namah Krishna Yadavai Namah Yadavai Madavai Kishavai Namaha Gopal Govindaram Srimadhu Sudan Giridhari Gopinath Madana Mohan Gopal Govindaram Srimadhu Sudan Giridhari Gopinath Madana Mohan Shri Chaitanya Nityananda Shri Advaita Sita Hari Guru Vaishnava Bhagavata Gita Shri Chaitanya interesting thing about this expansive infinite yet growing process of bhakti yoga 
the um you know in in the face of in the face of love going through this path and realizing how great and absolute it actually is then in in turn one becomes very uh, humbled by one's own you know loving significant insignificance almost and that is it's it's it brings upon a mood of of humility so to speak and that humility some say is a direct barometer for one's for one's own bhakti or one's one's experience in, in in the process of of falling in love with the divine, you know. So some will say yes to the extent of our humility, this the extent of our is our loving service, our savor, you know, so yeah. Interesting. So would you say that bhakti bhakti yoga and Krishna consciousness are essentially the same thing? What I would say is um, that bhakti yoga, I would be as bold as to say that bhakti yoga is most greatly expressed in Krishna consciousness. Mm. The reason being is that Krishna, because Krishna is the, is the enjoyer of all rasas, which means all loving relationships, is accessible through for absolutely everybody in any single, even it, as I like to sing in our songs in uh, of Vrindavan. Vrindavan is this transcendental realm where even the leaves and the trees and the flowers and ev everything is completely conscious in loving, pure, conscious. So even the even the trees and the flowers, the animals and everything in full in its full satchit ananda, full consciousness and bliss, is experiencing relationships with Krishna. Whereas, as far as as far as all other devatas, all the other the gods within the um, the Vedic universe, not all of them have that same accessibility. Krishna is the ultimate experiencer of all loving mellows. So he kind of kind of hoards the uh, the, the love. Um, he's, he's kind of got a monopoly on the love thing a little bit, Krishna does. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I've told you this story before. You're talking about Vrindavan. And um, <laughs> when I first really became aware of your music was at Bhakti Fest, and you were playing late night, and it had been a long day, and I was in one of the ridge cottages, and it was <laughs> late and I was trying to get to sleep, and you started singing about Vrindavan. And mm -hmm. um, I I could not stay in bed. I had to get up. <laughs> I had to get up and go and see who this was. And so I went out on the pad. I'm looking down. And there were, you had fire dancers out there. I mean, it was a spectacle. I was like, who is this? And um, God, your voice talking about Vrindavan was so compelling, you know, talking about that spirit that you're talking about. And and now you've got a new um a new single and a music video called In Vrindavan, right? Yeah. Uh, and I just love it. So why don't you talk a little bit about about making that and when and just uh, yeah, talk about that. Well, we were um myself, Rasika and Sadaswati were on tour in England a couple of years ago. And we started singing an old an old song from Vrindavan in the native native language Hindi or Brajbasa. Vrindavaname kunjagaliname radhi radhi gayenge shama shama gayenge, which literally means in Vrindavan in the flower groves radhi radhi we will sing shama shama we will sing. So we're at this little uh, kind of you know small kirtan gathering with some friends and we started singing this in English. And we started singing all these different verses, like in the flower groves, um, in Vrindavan, in the meadow, Radhe Radhe, we will sing, in Vrindavan with the children, in Vrindavan with, by the Yamuna, the sacred river that goes through the town. 
so we started singing all these different things it was really fun and <laughs> we came up with some different parts and we were really inspired and we, we you know we said yeah we got to record this one and we um were hit with some inspiration at some point um a year later or so when we um visited the sandy pani muni school the food for life school in brindavan which um is a girls school now um it's run completely on donation basis and there's about 1500 maybe 2000 children between three schools in this town oh, that are getting wonderful education education that they'd, they'd never be able to afford because they all come from families that earn less than one dollar a day because Vrindavan's expanding now due to india's economy booming many people are coming into india and there's a lot of construction going on so the construction workers come in they have these young these these kids that they that would end up doing construction and without an education just like them but they get to go to this school and um they learn english and they get go on to having other opportunities instead of some some of them get married off at 11 years old and very very young ages because because of well just social issues in india and being poverty stricken so this school serves these children and um we used to like to go to visit the school in the morning and um see how the kids would dance around in the playground like a thousand plus kids dancing around in the playground before they go to school before they line up and go to the classes they're all dancing around and 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 smiling and laughing and it was just wonderful you know and we went in and we taught the kids this song partly in in hindi their own native language and then with all of these english parts and because they didn't know some words in english they could follow along very easily and yeah and we uh took it from there just so happened we had a friend from germany a, a quite a, uh, a distinguished young photographer called andre wagner who um who is a bhakti yogi himself and likes to go to india with some really amazing photography projects um capturing the festival of colors there the holy festival so he happened to be there and literally it was it was just perfect timing and we went to the school danced around with the kids taught them the song and recorded in three four different locations locations around Brindavan got it edited into a video and you know the song is now serving well it serves it serves Brindavan but it's it's really to help shine some light on this really wonderful project this Sunny Pani Muni school um in Brindavan and Pete um they they're open to accepting donations of all kinds and what they really love is um western volunteers coming in and just volunteering their time they're always open to having people spend time teaching the kids english or helping out it's a really really great school and i think it can uh, it can have a good impact upon the world so the, the this project was really to serve that and to yeah <laughs> i i'm imagining you guys in a schoolyard with a thousand children dancing i mean wow check it out the video it's all on the video the footage is all there it was quite an experience seeing these kids sing and dance i bet I bet all that joyful surrounded by all that joyful energy. So I'll oh, yeah. put the link uh to this to this video at the at the blog post for this interview um and I hope you guys will go and look at it because it is really a truly beautiful <laughs> joyous experience and if we can help out um the school that that's even that's even better. So is it purchase yeah. uh, is it purchase of the MP3 that helps the school or or can we make direct contributions? You can make direct contributions to whatever works. Okay.
I love your CDs. One video that I love, I love it so much, I have it at the website, at the New World Kirtan website, is the one you did at the Festival of Colors with MC Yogi, the Nitai Gorong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, the energy of that is amazing. I love that. That was a lot of fun. At least 40,000 kids dancing in that one. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, it was about 40,000, uh, you know, mostly Mormons from Utah, actually, all getting down with the Hare Krishnas. It was fun. It was Mormons? in that. Yeah, the Mormons. It's right in the heart of Utah, Spanish Fork. They know how to get down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're liking the kirtan too. The Mormons like the kirtan. Golly, and, and uh, just all the the colors that just look like so much fun. And 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 whoever had that um, camera filming from above, yeah, w the burst of yeah. color. Uh, it, it was it was that was genius. <laughs> so anyway, you guys, this is up at the uh, at the New World Kirtan website if you want to take a look at it. In fact, I'll put a link to that at, at the blog post for this too.
Um, so, you know, you're like all over the world uh, on Facebook. I see posts from you from Amst well, Amsterdam. I mean, were you there for a while? Tell me about your European, the things you do in Europe. Um, we were in, we started off our tour in Berlin um, in May. That was nice. Berlin's always good. We, we, we uh, performed at our friends, uh, Andre Wagner, who filmed the video actually has a wonderful studio called Lakshmi Studio there where he displays his photography and does some of his projects. From Berlin, we went to Copenhagen for the first time and had a packed out house, um, <laughs> over 130, 40 people, first time visit, it was really good. <laughs> right. And um, all, right. all sorts of, I really didn't expect the uh, Danish to be, you know, to be so, well, so joyful to be honest. I really, you know, I've been used to Germany, someplace in Germany that, you know, we are here for the Kirtan and it's kind of serious business. <laughs> And I thought, I, I thought Copenhagen would be a whole other level from that. But the, these these Danish, they were they were go, going for it. It was great. Oh. That's one of the highlights of the whole year, actually, going to Denmark. Then um, from there, um, back to Berlin, and we did an ecstatic dance set. We did a, a um, you know, kind of our uh, chant dance experience where we kind of mix in our beats, kind of a bit more fusion style in Berlin there. And then on, um, we went to Amsterdam. And during my uh, Amsterdam gig, I, I felt um, sick, literally um, halfway through the Kirtan. So I had to take over the whole gig. And um, I ended up being in, um, sick with fever and the flu for about a week in, uh, oh. near Amsterdam. And then in hospital for a further week with hepatitis A that I must have caught in India on my travels. Oh. And um, anyway, I ended up resting for two months in Hamburg, then getting back on tour. We visited Montrefest in the south of France in a place called Ganges, actually, just like the Ganges in India. And that was a really fun experience. It was almost like a, um, it was a bit of a rainbow vibe with all of these old Krishna family, actually headed by a young Krishna uh, girl called um, uh, Malati. And... Um, yeah, the, I think it was its third year in. It was a completely free festival, free price, which means it was completely donation-based. Wow. Um, 1,500 people rocked up. And, oh, the food there, for the most part, was donation-based also. 
And yeah, we played on Saturday night and people were going for it. So many people have been exposed to Kirtan for the very first time. And to see the joy, I live for that. I really do live for seeing people being exposed to the joys of Kirtan and ecstatic mantra dance for the first time. It's just the greatest buzz. From France, we went to Barcelona Yoga Conference, which was great as usual. We played with Jayutal the next day. From Barcelona, we went to Berlin for a wedding. Frankfurt for um, another Bhakti festival that we headlined with about two or 3,000 people. Then from there, I went to Italy um, for another festival in Florence. From Italy, I went to England for a four-day, 24-hour Kirtan festival and some nice family visits, seeing my mom and dad. Then from there, I went to Switzerland for a week with another Bhakti festival with Sadhu Maharaj, who's a great, great Maharaj uh, Swami that lives in Brindavan. From Switzerland, I went to Lithuania for the first time, which was great. And uh, it was a bit of a uh, Europe meets Russia. I wasn't didn't really know what to expect. They had a great sense of humor, and they also responded well to the Kirtan, very well indeed. I was challenged when I first got there by my friend. He said, you know, if you can get the Lithuanians to dance, you can get anyone to dance. So I took that as a fine challenge, and um, we got them to dance, which was great. <laughs> And then from Lithuania, I went to Rotterdam and played a Rathiatra in a, um, a big cart festival, about 3,000 people in Rotterdam. Had a night or two in Amsterdam, went to England um, for a week, came back to the States <laughs> and continued onwards from there. Went to Bhakti Fest and Sukhava Bode in Chicago and a few other spots, yeah. said, you are a busy boy. Oh, yeah, that's the way I like it. I like yeah. stand and keep myself entertained. Yeah, but um, the greatest the greatest joy is really um the 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 sharing in the in the kirtan that I get to do with all of these different people with all of these different cultures and witnessing the the unity and the diversity expressed to such an extent with all of these different people it's just magic it really is something that can truly um, be of welfare to to humankind you know this sun kirtan culture of of celebrating together where are the problems when we're chanting and dancing praise. For the divine, there's no problems, there's no conflict. So I really believe in this as being, you know, not just my saving grace, but the saving grace of many. I so agree with you. And it's really wonderful to talk with people like you who go around the world and can see this. I I know there's a, a lot of interest because I look at the countries that are downloading. And um, the countries that are downloading are unexpected and and the downloads are substantial um and right. so this is a worldwide movement and it must be so incredible what you said about you know people being turned on to bhakti yoga that is my greatest joy too vijay i mean i love it when someone all of a sudden you know discovers it and just and discovers it as the tool the beautiful tool that it can be and um you know, to know that people all over the world are joining together to in this practice is, is encouraging to me, given what you see on the news. It, it's like this is underlying everything, and it's encouraging, I think. Indeed, it really is. I live for it, as I said. I live for it, and I die for it. <laughs> Yeah, I I understand that. I I think all of us in this movement are uh, especially those of us who are passionate about it, you know, passionate about about spreading it and and uh you know, we're all tr just trying to find 
our way of doing that, our best way of doing that. And you traveling around the world, oh, what a, what a gift it must be when you guys roll into town. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so Yeah, it's quite amazing following our own, checking into our own demographics and seeing people, you know, connecting in from all corners of the world, really. It's, it's quite quite astounding, people wanting to listen to to Kirtan and you know especially in the in the more obscure traditional form that we do it in and people are drawn to the ecstatic melodies and what can I say I, I give me more <laughs> yeah 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 I, I I understand that and I hear that and um yeah it's uh it's it's encouraging and and tell me so you're back now so so what have what have you got coming up that is exciting that you'd like to tell us about um, plenty of plenty more international tour dates for the next year. We're going to be doing um, Goa in January for the International oh, Yoga Festival. Nice. Yeah. And followed following that, there's going to be a Bhakti camp in Goa. Kitsi, you should try and come. It'd be so good to have you there. At Goa, um, you know, Goa. When? In Goa, India, in January. There's a yeah, there's a Bhakti camp and an International Yoga Festival that we're, we're headlining, and uh, that's going to be fun. We're going to be going back to England and possibly Australasia, possibly Costa Rica for Envision Festival. and <laughs> So lots of traveling. We're going to be coming around the world. Another Europe trip in the summer next year. Plenty of um, festivals here in, in the in the late summer. Burning Man and Bhakti Fest again next year. There's going to be a lot of material coming out, I hope. We've got some more Kirtan uh, music videos that we shot in India and that we want to release. We might be into a bit of a single mode for a while. I would like to get down and crack crack into another Kirtania's full-length album, but we might kind of be on a bit of a single flow for a while. So is what he has her bit of a world music diversified Kirtan uh, Bhajan devotional song project that I want to get into next year. My own stuff under my name, Vijay Krishna. I'm going to be uh, getting world beat with it, kind of bringing lots more uh, world beat rhythms together with a chant dance experience and Ooh. so yeah it's, it's it's an expansive thing and we're going to be bringing featuring our dancers a lot this year Malini and hopefully Jamuna and Gangi so yeah it's going to be it's going to be expanding very nicely and uh, we're going to keep it coming oh they <clears throat> the dancers add so much to that uh to, to that experience with you um and uh yeah, and they're always so interesting to, I find them very interesting to watch. Now, your project that you're doing, uh, that sounds exciting. So, so it's going to be more dance-oriented, but with but with mantras woven in? Yes, it's going to have plenty of mantras, plenty of dance, and lots of interaction. There's going to be almost a bit of a, you know, Zuma vibe going on sometimes with some of the dance moves. We're going to start designing dance moves, and it's going to be, it's going to be very appealing to, you know, the... Uh, younger crowds the festival girl crowd and um that's a, a very high interest to me is to is to chant and dance with you know with people my own age a lot so i'm really going to be hitting that that market a lot i'm going to be kind of wanting to yeah, yeah. dance with people at, at the likes of burning man and, and many of these festivals just as many as far and wide as it can go really and there's a lot of youngsters listening to music now and the orient and what it has to give with the likes of yoga and bhakti and these cultures are becoming so appealing to this generation in the internationally now. So I want to just share with, with, with as much savor mood, as much service mood as I possibly can, everything that's been shared with us just because, well, I mean, we get, we get in the vibe when we share when, you know, that's, 
again, Kirtani is just the greatest sharing experience. So I want to be it's, in that as much as I possibly can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great community, great community experience. It's Indeed. all, it's all about community and all about community. I have to tell you that uh, we do, uh, I've done now three sets, dance sets called Dance Dance Evolution, and they're one of the most highly downloaded uh, podcasts that, that we do. Um, <clears throat> people tell me that they love them and they listen to them in the gym. And wow, cool. you know, I, I don't care how people listen to, to the names, just so long as they're listening. You know, that's, that's anytime, the- any place. That's the wonderful thing about Marcha Channing, especially the, the, one, the one thing specific thing about the Hare Krishna mantra going back to that is that um it's glorified because it can be chanted recited sung at any time any place without any restriction whatsoever there's no ritual necessary if you don't need instruments you just need your mind and your heart and your voice hmm. so that's one of the thing about the Hare Krishna mantra is it has no restriction whatsoever well, is there anything else that you'd like to tell us about? I, I feel like um, I know you a lot better, and I hope I hope listeners do too. Um, I, I'm going to play some of your music because I love it, and I thank you so much for your time today. It was really it was really great to get. And at that point, the software lost the feed. Sorry about that. I think it's fixed now. Thanks, Vijay. It was great to have you on the podcast, and I'm looking forward to next time. Hari Bowl. Jai ho! Jai ho!